It is one of those days, but the fact that we are together still makes it a good day. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network at 7 a.m. on this Thursday morning, October 27th. Let's begin our day together in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory, or well, we can pray the glory be, why not? All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as you can tell, it is one of those days. I don't know what has been going on this morning, but it seems like everything I mean to do, I intentionally say, I need to do that, and then I walk right by it. I noticed my sunglasses sitting on my nightstand, which is not where I usually keep them. And I said, I need to grab those or I'll forget them. Guess what I left at home? My sunglasses. I was switching things over from uh, the pants I wore yesterday to the pants I wore today so I could throw those in the laundry. Grabbed everything but my key to the office. Luckily, luckily, someone else is here who also has a key. And it's just one of those days. And it's really easy on a day like this to say, oh, my goodness, we're off to a terrible start. This is going to be horrific. This is going to be a horrendous day. However, that doesn't have to define the day. It may be off to a crazy start, but God can work through the craziness today. My job is just to detach. Okay, so I don't have my sunglasses. I'm going to have to live without them. Fine. I didn't have my work keys. I got into the office. Fine. I started to pray the glory be instead of the morning offering. You know what? God got the glory, and who cares if I look a little silly because I got that messed up? Fine. Just detach from that and say, Lord, it's still your day. It's still your day. And just because I'm having an odd go of it doesn't mean you are. So help me to cling to you. Help me to let go of me because obviously I do not have it together today. But it's okay, Lord, because you do. You do. It's a beautiful thing to let go and realize that sometimes. We've got Steve Wood back with us on the show today. And then we're also going to – we have some inspiring words for you today as well as some music. We've got the Cataquiz and more. So let's go to Mike Roberts for a check of today's weather, and then we'll get Roadmap to Heaven underway. Today is the feast day of St. Frumentius of Ethiopia. Born near Rome in the 4th century, as a boy, he and his brother Odysseus were traveling with their uncle in Ethiopia when the boys were kidnapped and made slaves of an Ethiopian king. On his deathbed, the king freed both of them, but the queen asked them to educate his heir. They did this, and they also proceeded to teach Christianity to everyone in the region. Frumentius became a priest, but eventually the Christian community he served grew to a point where official church leadership was needed, so he traveled to Alexandria to ask for a bishop and more priests. The patriarch of Alexandria appointed Frumentius as the bishop of Ethiopia, and when he returned, Frumentius converted another king, Izana, who commissioned the construction of several new churches. When Roman Emperor Constantinus II wanted Frumentius removed and replaced by a bishop who supported the Arian heresy, King Izana refused, and Frumentius remained bishop 
growing the Ethiopian Christian community the rest of his life. He died in 383. St. Frumentius, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Yesterday, I was going through some news articles, and this morning I was doing the same. And one thing that jumped out at me in the secular media is was was the headline, The Pope Says. And then I was like, well, they don't often talk about what the Pope is saying, so what what is the Pope saying here? And he was warning, there was a, a meeting of seminarians studying in Rome, and the Pope was speaking to them about the temptation the world faces regarding digital pornography and how it is such a... Uh, He says, the pure of heart, the heart that receives Jesus every day cannot receive this information. And he talks about temptation and how it's a doorway for the devil enters from there. It weakens the priestly heart, he says. Um, But he was speaking about all of us. It weakens all of our hearts. And I, I thought, wow, you know. Even the secular media picked up that the Pope was saying this. And so that that should be a big flag for all of us to just, you know, it never hurts to say it again. That's not what the show's about today, but to say it again, beware of that vice. And if you need help, get accountability from a friend, men listening especially. If you need help, get accountability from a trusted friend. Um, that's all we're going to say about that. Next week, we've got some work to do. We have Halloween on Monday, and we'll celebrate a little bit, All Hallows' Eve. Tuesday is the Holy Day, All Saints' Day. And, you know, while we're on the subject for a second, Tuesday is a Holy Day of Obligation. So you need to start getting that plan together, especially if you have to work on Tuesday. How are you going to get to Mass? Because it is a Holy Day of Obligation. And with that comes the obligation not only to go to Mass, but to treat it as a festive day. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have an all-out party, but it means you should celebrate in some way, shape, or form on Tuesday. And then Wednesday is All Souls Day, and that is where we remember the dead. All right, here's the catechism for you this morning. If you were to pray the full rosary, and by full rosary, I mean all of the mysteries at one time, How many times would you pray the Our Father? If you were to pray the full rosary, how many times would you pray the Our Father? Now, some might say, well, Adam, that's easy. If you pray one set of mysteries, you pray the Our Father six times, and six times four is 24, and I I could see how you think that. But actually, the answer is 21. it's a beautiful thing that if you want to pray the full rosary, that, that's amazing, and I, I commend you for it. But you only have to pray the introductory prayers and the closing prayers once. You know, you pray the Apostles' Creed, the Our Father, and the three Hail Marys before the first set of mysteries, and you pray the Hail Holy Queen and the concluding prayer of the rosary after the final set of mysteries. Yesterday I was praying my rosary, and I was thinking about the Our Father. In fact, it got to the point that I almost had to stop praying for a moment just to process What was going through my head? And it was pretty much this. It was, Adam, you know, there are some things going on in your life that you think are necessary. You think that they are God's will. You're asking, you know, help me get out of your way, Lord. Your will, not my will. But how often do I say to myself, 
You know, I don't know that that's God's will, but you better not you better not mess with me on this or you better not tell me to do that or don't take this away from me or my my my, you know. Like I know one thing. You know, it, it might not be God's will necessarily, but if I'm saying me me me, my my my, Adam Adam Adam, that's definitely not God's will. So Pray for detachment every day. It, it really got me thinking, do I mean what I'm saying in the Our Father? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, that's a challenge for all of us. But that's why praying the Our Father regularly by praying the rosary and asking Mary for her intercession is so good for us because it helps us to set aside our will and focus on God's will and helps us to discern his will. We're going to take another break here. When we come back, we've got more Roadmap to Heaven for you. We're going to be talking about indulgences and who doesn't like to know more about indulgences so stay tuned and i'll be back with you in just a few moments prayer of saint francis of assisi lord make me an instrument of your peace Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Once again, we're happy to be talking with Steve Wood about uh, marriage preparation, but really, again, I think every week there's been something that could be applied to all of us. And in good old Catholic fashion, we're going to start today with an acronym, RAM. It's, It's not a technique for fighting. It's not about putting the boxing gloves on when trouble comes in a marriage. Although when we did our marriage prep, our pre-cana couple, Steve, did give us those foam Incredible Hulk gloves just in case. What is RAM? RAM is an acronym for the Relationship Attachment Model, which doesn't really help a whole lot, but I'll be explaining this, but Let me set it up with a problem parents have and a need that young adults have. The problem that parents have is that, okay, your child went through CCD or Catholic school, maybe even a good Catholic college and this and that, and now they're getting ready to marry, and basically you're going to find their openness to advice is very low at the very point in their life when it needs to be very high. So how as a parent do you communicate wisdom to your son or daughter at this stage of life? Okay? That's the parent's perspective. What about a young person in their 20s, maybe even early 30s, how do you get through? And I'm not a pop music expert, but I'd like to bring forward Taylor Swift as my certification that I'm on the right track here in that. Uh, I heard some of my daughters listening to Taylor Swift, and it seemed like all her songs or hit songs seemed to revolve around the same story. For instance, one of her boyfriends dumped her for another girl, and he did it in a 20-second phone call. And, of course, she made a hit song out of this. And 
you know, she's sold, what, 70 million albums. So somebody's listening to, for particularly young women, are being dumped by jerks who have just no respect or courtesy or faithfulness towards a girl they're dating. So how to avoid falling in love with a jerk is at the heart of the RAM or relationship attachment model. It started with a book by that name, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk, the foolproof way to follow your heart without losing your mind. And it's by Dr. John Van Eff. I've met John. He is a very successful college counselor, campus leader, and he's worked with a lot of young couples. Now, Adam, I've written two books on those preparation, The ABCs of Choosing a Good Husband and The ABCs of Choosing a Good Wife. And I have watched multiple times when a family comes and visits the Family Life Center. We have all these resources, most of them mine, and they have a 20-year-old or 20-something in tow, right? And they go around and, you know, they might pick up my book. It'll give them five or ten seconds. And I'm not selling a book. Okay, and they go around, and basically nothing seems to grab them. This is the challenge that parents are going to make. Again, the time of greatest need for advice with the lowest openness because they kind of think they got a handle on everything. Until they come to the book, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk. This is why Taylor Swift sold 70 million albums, and that's why they absolutely stop and freeze and pick up this book, and without any resistance, start reading. Because they know in their own lives, and so many of their friends, they get in relationships just to have their hearts just knocked out. And what John Van Epp does, is he's a evangelical Protestant and you know marriage counselor, but he does this in a totally non-preachy way. And uh, you know, um, I couldn't preach my 20 year old. It just doesn't work. You have to be very winsome about it. So what he has in the relationship attachment model is showing how to avoid getting tangled up in a relationship or even a marriage that's going to break your heart. I can remember I had a woman in my office once, a Catholic woman, crying her eyes out. I hand her a whole box of tissues, and she's just blowing her nose and crying and crying, and her husband was an alcoholic and hurting the family and the kids. Her, I don't know, this was going on for a while, and I finally asked how many dates did it take you to figure out that he, he had an alcohol problem? One. But you avoid it, you see, because you follow your heart, you get an emotional attachment that overrides the most common sense things. So here's what you do in a relationship attachment model. There's five steps. First, get to know the person. And it takes time. In other words, you want this is in a sequence that has to be followed if you're not going to fall for a jerk, okay, or a jerkette. You want to get to know the person, and he likes six to eight months that you really don't get to know the person because, you know, on first few dates and everything, you're on your best behavior. But he suggests for, for instance, young women, 
after six months of dating a guy, just hope that a waitress comes out with a totally messed up order for his dinner. And at that point, watch how he treats that waitress because that's how he'll be treating you. You get this. So you take time to get to know the person. And as the person reveals himself more and more, then the second step, you begin to trust the person. But remember, you keep increasing your knowledge of them as you begin inching up on trust. After trust, you begin to rely. In other words, this is a person that I might really want to spend my life with. But again, this isn't head over heels making one giant leap for mankind. No, the knowledge is going up, the level of trust is going up, and then you can start to rely on that person. And then only after those three steps, you get to commit. And commitment would be like, well, in the old days, going steady. I don't know if that's still around, but agree to a courtship or to an engagement. But again, that doesn't precede knowledge, trust, and reliance. And then the fifth step. And this is the hardest. John Van Epp is better than any human being I know on this planet, Catholic, Protestant, <laughs> anything else, in order to be able to communicate in a winsome way sexual responsibility of singles. The last step is touch. And the chapter in his book is entitled How to Have Great Sex. And I know that might offend some people, but you start reading that chapter. And he has sociological, psychological marriage research showing that those who have the warmest and longest and enduring sexual life as married couples are those who wait to have sexual relationships until marriage. And he does it in such a masterful way. And you've gone through this book that's so filled with practical advice that you know he's on your side. He's not preaching at you. And when you get to the touch, the fifth stage, that you want to keep a handle on that because these other things enable your mind to stay engaged, make rational decisions while your heart is pounding in love in a relationship. I love it. I absolutely love it because I can't I can't think of anyone I know who's out there saying, I really hope that I marry a jerk. You know, I really want to spend the rest of my life with a jerk. So, Steve, this has been a, a great model for us, and I think things that we can pass along to our children or, or to our friends, or maybe you're in that place right now that you need to be asking these questions. Here's the best part. This whole show we put on our podcast, so uh, you can go to look up Roadmap to Heaven wherever you get your podcast if you missed out or you didn't have your pen or paper handy as Steve went through these today, and you can find it all there. Uh, we're going to wrap up next week. But, Steve, I want to thank you for today. It's been an absolute delight. Well, thanks, Adam. And I trust that uh, my excitement somehow gets across the airways because this can make a real difference. And a whole group of people, if you just give them a, a way, a path forward through the fog of today's world, they, they can be successful and moral. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got more Roadmap to Heaven for you after this break. Don't touch that dial. A prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mystical Rose, make intercession for Holy Church. Protect the Sovereign Pontiff. Help all those who invoke you in their necessities. And since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the True God, obtain for us from your Most Holy Son 
the grace of keeping our faith, of sweet hope in the midst of the bitterness of life, of burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. Let's pause on this Thursday for our daily dose of encouragement. Again, this week we are talking about living as a child of God. Today, I want us to look at another attribute of children, and I think many people would agree that there's nothing worse than a child who complains all the time. Now, you've seen it. You've seen it at the movies. You've seen it at a restaurant. You've seen it where a child has everything. You may have just given them, you know, McDonald's, and then they had a milkshake, and then, you know, you're thinking, my goodness, my goodness. And yet the kid is still asking for tokens or quarters to go play a game or buy a trinket, and that child just keeps complaining and complaining. And that child is not a happy child. A child who complains a lot is not a happy child. And parents need to yank that child out of the complaining and let them see the goodness around them. So I think if God is right next to me all the time, and if, as I talked about yesterday, I'm trusting him as my father, how can I be complaining? And I know I'm caught in this all the time. I complain a lot. We complain about a lot of things going on in the world, in our families, family members, job situation. We complain about the weather. We complain about our car isn't working right, whatever it might be. And if we really live as a child of God, we want to have confidence in God. We want to live in the moment and we will stop complaining and recognize when we've become that child who just keeps wanting more and more and more and nothing is ever right. And so today, maybe the prayer is, Lord, do not let me be a complaining child, a whining child. Help me to praise you, to reverence you, and see today as a gift. The other day I shared a song that the Daily Dose of Encouragement made me think of. Today all I can say is I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And Patty, I want to thank you for reminding me to bring it to prayer today. Well, what do you know? Sure enough, we made it through the hour together. We've had a show. It's been a wonderful time to be with you. And no matter how the morning started, you know, turning it over to God again, let him be in control. Let him be God. You be you. I'll be me. Let him be the Lord and Savior of the universe. And I'll just be this little guy walking around trying to do his will. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing that he even invites us to be part of doing his will. I I find that fascinating that God who is so infinite and great, would say, Adam, why don't you come help me in the vineyard? It's kind of like those times, sometimes I wonder, well, at least I wonder if it's like those times where I'm cooking dinner and, you know, when the kids are real little and now they're at that age that they actually are learning how to help and they're learning how to do things. And if I said, I need you to do this, they'd know what I'm talking about. They'd know how to do it. But you remember when kids are real little and they're helping bake the chocolate chip cookies and you're getting everything ready and it would actually be quicker for you to just take the measuring cup of flour and dump that into the mixing bowl. But you say, here, you you do this. And then they were like, I bake the chocolate chip cookies with grandma, you know, and uh, it's like, no, really, grandma baked the chocolate chip cookies. You help, though. And sometimes I wonder if we're like, that. like, I did this, I did this. It's, no, really, actually, God did that, but uh, he invited you to help. And that's a beautiful thing. So thank you, God, for inviting us to help today. 
As we go into the weekend, I mean, we still have tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We've got the roadmap roundup for you tomorrow morning. But as we go to the weekend, we need to start getting ready to celebrate our patron saints. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. So if you really haven't taken the time to do that, if nothing else, go online and search. You know, maybe you're a student right now. Who's the patron saint of students? Maybe you work in an office. Who's the patron saint of your profession? No matter what you do. No matter what you do, maybe you play on a sports team. I don't know. Maybe you're a priest listening right now. Maybe you're a religious sister listening right now. You know what you do. Who's your patron saint? Who's your confirmation saint? Whose name did you take? Do you remember why you took that name? And it's okay if you, well, I just took that name because they said you got to pick a name and this was the list of saints they gave us and that's the name I picked. Okay, well, you know what? Whether that's how you picked your saint or if you gave a lot of thought to it, either way, that's your confirmation saint. That saint is interceding for you. Get to know your confirmation saint in these next few days. We're going to celebrate on Tuesday. You know, Tuesday is one of those days that I don't care if celebration just means we're going to put icing on the brownies. Normally we'd have brownies but without icing, but we're going to put icing on the brownies. Do something to go a little step further and, and start with prayer. You know, brownies are good, but prayer is essential. So Mass on Tuesday, Holy Day of Obligation. Praying, the Litany of the Saints, great thing to pray on Tuesday. But start getting this together now. And if you want to send some brownies with icing on them, I won't refuse a brownie with icing on it, at least most of the time. I probably should more often than that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I'm thinking about brownies, but you know what? Let's think about being holy today. Let's go out there. Sometimes it's hard to be holy, but we can do it with God's grace. Don't give up. Hang in there. Keep going through the day. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you so much for listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and do not forget to pray your rosary today.